0: Long-time listeners know that Stacy and I both struggled with infant feeding stages with all our kids. Breastfeeding was hard, and choosing a formula was, well, also hard. We're thrilled to be working with ByHeart, an infant nutrition company on a mission to make the best formula in the world. Not only is ByHeart an easy-to-digest formula, their formula is also clinically proven for easier digestion, less spit-up, and softer poops versus leading infant formula. Additional terms and conditions apply. One of my favorite food trends from the year is actually pasta-related, too. It's the pink pasta sauce, which is literally like butter, tomato paste, garlic, a little bit of heavy cream at the most base. And I just find it so satisfying as like a sauce when you don't have a jar of tomato sauce. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You a podcast
1: about feeding kids. Hey, I'm Stacy
0: and I'm Megan. Before we jump into today's conversation, rate, review, community, follow us on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> we feel like by now you probably know the drill, but we are asking and you'll hear why for a couple of extra views to end help us end 2021 20, on a really high note.
1: Yeah, everybody knows what to do, right? But what a nice gift that would be for us. And who knows if you leave a review, you might be featured in a show. <laughs> <laughs> so we know it's that
0: weird week between holiday, like big holidays and New Year's. Hopefully you're just like cozy at home. And we just wanted to see how much fun we could have in a single episode. So we're going to talk about the best and worst of 2021, mostly food trends. Yeah. Yeah. But But also (laughs) maybe the worst of us. Listen,
1: you guys (laughs) have already heard the best of us. If you've been listening, if you're a new listener, go back If you have some time off this break season, this holiday season, go listen to some of the episodes that you missed from 2021 and then also stay tuned for the end (laughs) of this episode where we're going to share the worst of us. (laughs) Some funny bloopers. We're going to end the episode with some funny bloopers. That's really what I'm saying here.
0: (laughs) Yes. Thank you to our wonderful editor, Samantha, who's been collecting them over the last year. And she did say via Slack today, she's like, ooh, I have more that you haven't heard yet. So it'll be a treat for all of us. Hilarious. Hilarious.
1: So we're going to get into food trends, but can we start with something... (laughs) Something, didn't I just feed you related?
0: Yes, totally. Because I think people think like uh, every episode we ask for rating and reviews, we actually have received at least two emails that are like, can you please stop reminding us to rate and review? Can you please stop telling us about your community, telling us about Instagram? Mostly like not in a rude way, just they want us to get to the meat of the episode faster and like spend more time on that stuff and not waste any time. But... Every time we really call it out, we get more ratings and reviews. And
1: And it's actually really important to us. It's important to us because it's feedback. Yes. But also the more ratings and reviews you have, the more powerful a standing you have on the podcast players. And that's our main way to be discovered. And discovery on a podcast platform is pretty much the only way to grow your audience And growing the audience is the only way that we get to keep doing this. And we want to desperately keep doing this for as long as possible, guys.
0: And spoiler for 2022, it's like our number one goal. We want more people to help to solve dinner dilemmas, to solve picky eating dilemmas, to find easy recipes. So rating and reviews are really important to our overall mission of helping people. But it so, doesn't mean that all of their <laughs> ratings and reviews are excellent.
1: No, we like that they're honest. And actually, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to start with our best and worst ratings or rather reviews of Didn't I Just Feed You of 2021. Okay. I think Wor- we should start with best. the worst.
0: Okay. It's actually like the worst, but maybe my favorite. <laughs> Is that weird to say? No,
1: it's hilarious.
0: Okay. Murder Hornet One says, <laughs> like Cup of Joe's backwash, one star, privileged and boring white helicopter moms. <laughs> Can I just tell you, I feel like this is really beautifully written. You always like want things of... on a
1: t-shirt. Do you want yes, this on a t-shirt? Yes, I want
0: like Cup of Joe backwash on a t-shirt. That's hilarious. Right across my chest. Because for a lot of people, I think that's... I think that's accurate. Like, Cup of Joe is a beautifully curated site with many great writers. Like, I'll be Cup of Joe's backwash. Yes. (laughs) Give it (laughs) to me. I'm going to take that as a compliment. Yeah.
1: And actually, their primary food writer is Jenny Rosenstrach,
0: who you really admire. I love her. And also, she's a privileged white helicopter mom. (laughs) Like, it's not in an accurate review.
1: (laughs) It's not. I really appreciate that. Because, you know, we try so hard. And it's really important to us. We're not trying just to try and put on a show. Yes. Inclusivity is actually something that's really meaningful to us. But part of stepping into that arena and being serious about it means that you have to acknowledge and accept and get comfortable with the fact that you have blind spots because you were raised with whatever privileges that you were raised with. For us, it's definitely white privilege. We both at this point in our lives have financial privilege. So yeah, I mean, (laughs) some people must listen to us and be like, oh my God, what a-holes. And that would be fair depending on their perspective. (laughs) I mean, right. Yes. Can I just
0: add that sometimes we like, this is fun to like make fun of, but we do actually read the reviews and like make content choices based on that. Like, earlier in 2021 we had a really honest review that they listened to the breakfast episode from the from January of 2021 and felt like we spent a lot of time talking about our husbands and how our husbands yeah. help with breakfast and their review was kind of like this doesn't feel like content for single moms and so we continue to plan episodes with single moms and talking about strategies, for feeding different family structures. And I think you'll see a lot more of that in 2022 as well. Yeah,
1: it's actually helped launch a series that we're going to yes. try to run in 2022. Yes. Okay. Is that your be- favorite review? Is no, there well, I want to build on review? it. There's one more okay, okay. okay. that is a bad review of only me. <laughs> and I want to share it because I also think it's both funny and in the same vein, like, okay, I hear you. Here it is. So in March of 2021, Spressi gave us three stars. I'm sorry, Megan. I think that we were docked two stars because of me. Here's why. Spressi writes: Initially, I liked this podcast a lot because they commiserate about the frustrations and challenges of feeding your family constantly while offering up lots of new ideas. But as time has gone on, I've become more selective about which episodes I bother listening to. Perhaps I'm too sensitive to mom shaming. One of the hosts is very down to earth and lives in the real world, while the other has spent a little too much time in the big city for my reality. She will mention things like how when her kids were little, everything had to be organic. But now that they are older, she isn't as picky. And then the other host has to step in and remind people that if they can't do that or they don't agree with her, that's okay. I feel like the one host always has to check the pretentiousness of the other. So clearly I'm the big city folk. <laughs> <laughs> and you live in the real world, Megan.
0: Do, do I though? I think that's really interesting. Those are one of those things where I'm like, uh, you, yes, the inside, the outside of my life maybe doesn't match what the inside of my life feels like. Ooh, like I, can you wait, expand on that? What do you mean? Yeah. Well, you know, I think of myself as very private. Like I know people think that I share a lot, but I'm actually incredibly private and I'm incredibly selective about the things that I choose to share. Whereas I feel like you're much more of an open book. Like you have no problem being really frank about like your priorities and your budget and It's actually one of my, like the things I admire the most about you because I feel like I'm always editing and filtering what I share.
1: I tend not to, I mean, who knows what there's yeah, always right? subconscious there's stuff going on, censoring, of course, for sure. but I definitely am not about censoring what I put up there. It's funny. I was at a school event the other night and some of the moms were like whispering about Botox And I was like, who wants to know what? Like, I can tell you. (laughs) I just feel like honesty is so, so important. Just especially if you're trying to be inclusive. The thing that I will tell you that did get me about this was, okay, so i admit that i ever i used to feed my kids all organic and now i don't like that doesn't bother me that was real like i shared that also that's like a
0: beautiful moment of transparency in like content that you might have created that people might have followed you for yeah the early days of like one hungry mama and like how you've grown and changed and i think that's like super important like you can normalize changing your opinion of things, right? Isn't that a meme on the internet? Normalize, changing your opinion and changing what you do about feeding your family. We're all allowed
1: to pivot. The thing that got me though, was this perception that you have to remind me. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm very aware of it. Part of why I'm so honest is because I get annoyed. Listen, there are like food influencers who put out these videos and I'm like, okay, Who's taking Who care of your time? kids? Yes. Who cleaned your kitchen? Who, like, do you have someone helping you? Do you have a sitter? Do you have a live in au pair? Do you have a cleaning person? I just wish that was clear because yes. when you put out the picture without being honest about your circumstance, I think that leads to people feeling bad. If the way I live and who I am just by its nature makes people feel bad, I can't freaking apologize for that. Like I am who I am. I can only apologize if I'm putting one thing out without being honest about the whole thing. Yes. Right. So that's part of why I feel obligated to be honest. So I
0: just want to add to that that I don't ever feel like when I, Say, as a reminder to our listeners, like, Oh, you can choose how to do your organics differently, or like even agree with you on points. I'm not doing that for you. I don't ever feel like I'm checking you. I think our relationship is very like we both let each other share the things that we're totally. going to share. We might correct uh like errors of each other, totally, but we would never I'm never like trying to push you to say something different it's actually more of a reminder for our audience totally
1: and i i know that so that's what's interesting but anyway i also got a wonderful and i should really pull it up to give credit or maybe they don't want to because it was a dm but somebody dm'd me on instagram on my personal account not too long ago and said you know I just want you to know that I was listening to an episode and I thought to myself, I hope Stacy always stays the psalmist. So, yes. you know, I guess I'm a cup of Joe for some people, <laughs> for others. <laughs> just
0: the backwash. Just the backwash. Just the backwash. The dirty bathwater. Yes. Okay.
1: What about the best review? Okay. You flagged this one, but can I read it? I, yes, I, I do I love, love it. I love this review so much.
0: Okay. Because don't we all kind of feel this? Okay, this review came from Shelly361, and it says, Funny and useful, five stars. TBH, I find it kind of depressing that my husband gets to listen to guitar podcasts while I have to listen to ones about feeding kids. So I am super picky and have to listen to stuff that is not only useful, but also enjoyable and fun to listen to. That's why I love, didn't I just feed you really helpful strategies for cooking with two women. I wish were my friend. I wish I was friends with, I also appreci- appreciate the cultural awareness recommend. Okay. First of all, that again, like the cup of Joe backwash, that's just great writing. Like to make fun of your the call out the like mental load of feeding kids and
1: hilarious. Yes,
0: her husband gets to listen or her partner gets to listen to guitar podcasts, and she <laughs> has to listen to <laughs> us. So at least we make it fun, uh, but also that's what we're trying to like. We don't. We have for both of us individually in our careers have felt like there's not a space that's like not taking feeding our family so seriously because it's so much work. You have to temper it with like a little bit of joy and humor.
1: Totally. I just love it. I love it because it's honest. I love it because it actually gave me a fresh lens on people listening. Like for a minute, I was like, (laughs) there are all these like disgruntled parents and I'm like I'm gonna (laughs) want to be listening to true crime but I don't know what the heck to make for dinner tonight so I'll just listen to these two yappers so awesome I think for both of us we were like
0: oh like we both love to cook and I we have to be reminded sometimes that like a lot of people don't like to cook and for whatever reason they're the cook in their family and yes. they have to do it. It's they not have a joy. To do it. Yes.
1: Hilarious.
0: So good. So once again, we'd love to ask you to leave a review. <laughs> also, if you're on something besides Apple podcasts, we don't always get to see those all. Yes, sometimes we true. get, we do get alerted through a program called Chartable and it'll let us read some of them. But if you're ever like, Hey, I did write this review, send it to us, send us a screenshot DM us, email us. We just we actually have a little folder that we save them in because we love them. So okay. Are you ready, Billis?
1: Yes. I'm so best ready.
0: and worst, food trends of the year. Every media publication does this, and you know why? It's because they need to take two weeks off at the end <laughs> of the year. <laughs> being honest. Because who more really being cares honest. But all the people within food media.
1: It's true. So maybe you guys won't care, but I do have to say. That as we were going through the trends, I was laughing hard. It's pretty funny to think right? about I forgot things. about
0: some of them. Yeah. I was like, oh, wait, that was 2021? 20, Should we like do best so or worst? I like starting with worst. I yeah, think it's too. really fun. Okay. Okay. The tortilla <laughs> hack. The tortilla hack, which, by the way, uh. is making f-ing quesadilla.
1: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's a quesadilla with four layers of flavors. But then it went bananas. It was like, I saw one that was like, it was basically taking any four things that taste good together and folding it into a tortilla so that it's like a handheld thing. Actually, I have to say that the whole thing is very clever. Yes, But I have two things to say about it. Oh my God, stop. Like every time there's a trend, not every person who creates food content has to get in on that trend. Yes, It just tires us all out and it makes us hate something that was actually clever and fun. And the other thing is, <laughs> it's not as easy as it looks. Yes, right? It to get isn't. everything
0: cooked exactly yeah. the same, especially like some that went into like putting scrambled eggs yes. in one of the four quadrants. Then you have to be careful like to not overcook it and like get your cheese melted it is a Lies. Whole, lies. lies. It's a lot <laughs> of like, editing.
1: Yeah, they're like sprinkle 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 fold 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 heat for 2 seconds. Mm, melty deliciousness. And it's like actually like it takes a little bit of coordination, <laughs> like physical coordination, timing. Yeah, it was yes. I mm-hmm. felt a little bit like a tiny bit like a false promise.
0: I agree, which is often what happens with food trends, which is why it's fun to talk about like what's good and what's bad. I have to say The worst part of the tortilla hack for me was when the more like diet culture health bloggers got a hold of it. And it was like, we're going to take a piece of lettuce and fold it into four pieces. I was like, are we though? Are we really? They did. They would do like the egg tortilla. Yeah. I'm like, y'all, that is a freaking omelet. Stop (laughs) trying to tell us. It's the tortilla hack, low carb. No, it's an omelet. Get out of here with that (laughs) trash. okay uh, okay next worst
1: pasta chips uh, get out of here leave
0: I know leave <laughs> so here's the idea in case you missed it because it felt like it was a very fast trend this summer and was it like because of air fryers yes. people were like air fry okay so you like cook pasta mm-hmm. then you kind of like air dry it on a sheet tray and then you would like stick it in an air fryer and it's supposed to be dippable
1: yeah it's first of all didn't even try it so perhaps this is unfounded that seems dry af in my mouth i don't want it i don't think it looks good i just don't get it i actually did try it
0: because we talked about trying to make it into a reel at one point in time didn't i just feed you Oh gosh and it is a trash hack like first of all (laughs) if you want pasta chips just eat the pasta. Yeah. Just, don't, just don't cook it. It's going to be evenly crispy. You might break a tooth, but like we're
1: not liable for Okay, that. so you know what? You know what it reminds me of? Remember when people wanted brownies just the edges? Yes. It's like people want baked pasta, but they want that crispy edge to be like the whole experience. Which is only
0: awesome when you're getting it in contrast to like all the other creamy
1: stuff and it feels like a treasure. Right. And that there's all this soft texture and cheese and sauce. Yes. Just taking that dry ass piece of pasta with literally nothing on it. I know you're going to tell me like, yeah, you dip it in marinara sauce. No, it doesn't.
0: Okay. Oh, well first of all it does not work so you take the cold, <laughs> you like cook pasta this just it feels incredibly wasteful you cook pasta then you kind of like let it air dry to get some of the surface moisture off and you know what happens when you do that the same thing that happens when you like forget to like drain your col. you know you drain your colander and let it sit too long you end up with just like a mass of yes. like pasta pieces totally. stuck to each other one and then you if you spend the time to like properly separate all of them. But once you stick them in the air fryer, which does not have a lot of space. Anyways, they stick again to each other and you end <laughs> up with like crisp some crispy edges and then some middle bits that are just like completely mushy and actually overcooked. It is not a delightful tortilla tri- chip crunchy situation. It is a weird like chewy rubbery su- sort of crispy Pasta moment. I'm not here for it.
1: I'm not here for it either. And the other thing is, let's talk about shapes, yes. because I've seen some photos where you know they're trying to make it look beautiful, so they use rigatoni. What the hell am I dipping fried rigatoni in? <laughs> like, am I supposed to scoop? So actually, going to cling to. So uh, Yeah, right. So yes. like, I'm supposed to get a little sauce inside the tube, but not have it fall out the other side. Like, what? Yes. And then orate seems like the right answer right because it's
0: thick af yeah i have a hard time getting it to cook evenly regular regular in a pot of water yes okay i do want to say i think at a restaurant pasta chips could be good if they were like pieces of lasagna noodles like cracked up sort of like a lavash and then actually deep
1: fried in a fryer I agree with you because I agree that the idea of frying pasta dough is a, is beautiful, but you'd right. want to be like rolling it out to a thinness yes, that works and that yields something like a potato chip or tortilla chip. And then you yes. can fry it. Sure. But we're talking about buying store-bought pasta that's made for one thing that's just too thick for this purpose yeah and wasn't designed to be cooked this way
0: and then honestly air fryers they don't cook even that evenly and like this is not the time to use
1: them okay so air fryers are also just like a trend in and of themselves that they we are. won't get into but
0: like which we've talked we had a whole episode with just ding our friend from cook we did about the air fryer and whether you really need one or not and the answer is like really depends on your family. I think some things are really beautiful in the air fryer and some things it's just like, we're trying too hard to make air fryers happen. Yeah, and pasta chips too hard. are definitely one of
1: those. Okay. Can I do the last one? Because yes. this one was just so bad that it actually wasn't even recognizable to me at first. Like the first few reels and TikToks that I saw that kept saying nature cereal, I was like, wait, like what is it? I see you eating something, but that can't be it. Like, like what's the rub here? Literally, people putting nuts, seeds, and some fruit. I know pomegranate seeds were yeah, used and a blueberries, lot. blueberries.
0: things that are like crunchy poppy. Yeah. Crunchy poppy.
1: That's exactly right.
0: Ice. Ice! I forgot that ice
1: was part of it. Ice was an ingredient. Okay. Ice on. was an ingredient. And then po- put it all in a bowl. Pour coconut water over it, and then eat it with a spoon like it's cereal. And everybody was like, mm, "This is like nature cereal." W T F? Actually, what the? F-? Because, like, have you have you eaten cereal before? <laughs> you have purchased a box of cereal? Is it
0: like aren't
1: oats nature
0: cereal?
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Good point. Uh, even if
0: you want something less processed than oats, because oats are like rolled and steamed, uh, barley,
1: Listen, brown rice, like, all of it, like something. Like who thought that filling a bowl with ice, pomegranate seeds, and effing nuts, and eating it with coconut water? Was a good idea. That one, I would really love to get to the root of who started that one you and have a talk with them. <laughs> I
0: first saw it from, which surprised me too, is Lizzo. Because I think of Lizzo yes. as someone who's like a lot. I know she's not necessarily fully anti-diet, but she's like very, she's like body she's positive. pro-body, but of- actually
1: I have to tell you. Yeah. I don't know if you like follow her very much, but she does a lot of vegan food content. She does a lot of shakes and she goes on juices and fast, which is not to say anything good or bad because also she's addressed it because people have gotten mad at her because people do conflate body positivity with being anti-diet. Yes, And she's basically like, you know, you guys can all get off my dick. Like I want to eat the way (laughs) I want to eat for reasons that I want to eat this way. Like you look at my body and you decide it's about weight and like, Actually, I believe separately, she's come out saying she has like a lot of digestive yes. and stomach issues. So I do keep up with e news
0: enough. Okay. To get- <laughs> going
1: on. But yes, that's where she, I get my celeb
0: gossip from. Yeah. Yes. She
1: was eating nature cereal. I just can't. And we've talked about this on some episode where part of the offense to me is the use of language. Which is, like, very rooted in, in supremacy. white supremacy. Absolutely. Yes. Like, being fixated on, like, well, this is how we've been using the word, so this is the way it has to be used. Okay. Still, you can't call that cereal. To someone like me, who, as you know, has an obsession with, like, like Lucky co- Charms. Where, yeah, yeah,
0: Cocoa cinnamon, Puffs, Cocoa Crispies. Yeah. Just toast had a bowl of
1: tricks the other Life. day. Yes. That. Hits still to this day.
0: <laughs> it's so good. Yes. I will say, if anyone's wondering what episode Stacey's talking about, it's actually one in our private feed for our oh, community call, where we talked about like the label of like healthy, vegan, uh, guilt free, and like why we don't use that for content. For yeah. Did I just feed you? Or honestly, as individuals, because we just think it's real, real bullshit.
1: Real um, so is the perfect don't forget to you can it.
0: join that community and hear us spill the tea on that so best food trends yeah. of the year oh i want can i talk about one more thing yeah in the world of like maybe this is a little shade uh <laughs> in the world of food trends i'm really upset with like non-food people getting into food i think specifically right now of like Stanley Tucci, love him. Bless that man. But like let, let the like chefs who have been working their whole lives to have cookbooks and TV deals, uh, let let them have it.
1: I hear you. I haven't actually watched the show and I've heard that it's really I have good. Not. I have not either. But I'm just I not, probably will. I'm just yeah, like maybe, yes. I probably yes. will too. But I haven't been interested. People say he's very charming, but I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I I know it can come off seeming very petty, Crocker. It's not. It's not <laughs> to not. Me. That's yeah. true. It's not not. But it is. It can be really difficult when you've spent a career working really hard, going through you know channels to try to like build your career and build your expertise. And then find whether they're celebrities or fellow influencers in a different sphere. Yes. Come on over to food. And it's not that they don't often have something really valuable to add to the conversation, but I do get that. Like there are a couple of influencers who are not food trained people who've become really popular for their food content. Yeah. Which, when it's like quick tips and tricks and things that you've garnered from your own life and it's embedded in your expertise, that's awesome. You know who does that really well, actually? The Mom Hour, our friends at the Mom Hour. Yes, yes, they do, right? They're moms who are cooking for kids and have for many, many years family
0: recipes and traditions, but they're never prescriptive and they like bring in food
1: experts, right? So it's awesome. Sometimes they have food episodes that are just the two of them talking about their experience. That's awesome. It's great to always have multiple perspectives, but when those people start to leverage it into cookbooks, recipe development, product deals, product deals, it's like, come on, Like you don't have the experience. You've never developed a real recipe like properly with a testing procedure in your life. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't write a cookbook. Yes. There you go.
0: Also makes me think of, is her name Laura Pepperdine from Orange is the New Black and that 70s show. Oh, she's like gotten really, she has like food products. Every once in a while she comes up on my explore page on Instagram and I'm like, what is happening right here? Like a, she sells like never... a mini food chopper. I'm gonna find it. We're gonna link to it. Yes, I was missed that one, okay, moving on from our pettiness to food trends we loved. Did you have a favorite food trend this year or something you tried, and you were like, yes, I love it.
1: Okay. Can we have a transition, something that lives in between best and worst? Yes, for me, yes. Feta pasta. Okay. Say more. Okay. So feta pasta lives like close to the worst because it just wouldn't go away. It wouldn't die. And yes, everybody and was doing were, it. Like,
0: running out of feta and tomato, like grocery stores. It was like creating a whole supply chain issue, yeah, which we I already have like, enough of.
1: Enough. Like it's so boring. And also it's so simple. I get that some people were trying to put their twist on it, but I was like, we get the point. Like truly everyone, we get the point. Yeah. So it became a little bit annoying. It actually though, is kind of good. Yeah. It works and it's
0: kind of good. <laughs> Wait, when you say it works and it's kind of good, like what would you do to make it really good?
1: So that's hard to answer because the first time I followed a recipe I did, I don't remember whose I followed. And okay. it was like when I first tried it, it was a little bland. Okay. And subsequent times I made it, it's such a easy, simple idea that I just made it my own way. Like I didn't follow a recipe or look at anyone else's like TikTok or whatever. But I do think adding enough salt is important. I think adding a brightness, so lemon zest and lemon juice, not just like before you bake it, but also as a finishing Mm. is really, really helpful. Yes. I tried making it with tomatoes. My kids don't like cooked cherry tomatoes. So that was a bust. Although I liked it with the cherry tomatoes. I don't like dried oregano as a like major flavor, flavor like yes. in the forefront. So a lot of people were doing oregano and that's not my thing. I think it's much better, just simple, like lemon, feta. People were adding olives. I think that could be nice because I really like warm pitted olives and that's yeah. nice in pasta and also gives a major flavor boost. And I think that like red pepper flakes and finishing also with something like that gives a little bit of heat, you know, yeah. like one time I I finished with, I have a jar of prepped Calabrian chilies and I just yeah. like put a little spoonful and that was really good. Yes. Have you made it?
0: Yes. And for me and like why it hasn't gone into regular family rotation and it's probably something I can easily fix is that. Feta is a little too strong for Brian okay. and then also because he'll say something to kids. So the next time I make it, which I should, I would do like half cream cheese yeah, that's exactly or to like recommend. some sort of like creamy cheese and the feta. So you still get that flavor, but it's a little smoother and like not as strong of a feta flavor. What
1: about making it with like Borset? Does he like that? Yeah. Right. Like a garlic herb. That would be herb. great. Garlic herb. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But the the concept I actually think is really like fun and actually easy. Yes. And super tasty.
0: One of my favorite food trends from the year is actually pasta related too. It's the pink pasta sauce, which is literally like butter, tomato paste, garlic, a little bit of heavy cream at the most base. And I just find it so satisfying as like a sauce when you don't have a jar of tomato sauce and you just need to have like a quick pasta night. I know there's like a million adaptations of it, but it doesn't require a recipe. And for me, then it's like really easy to let my kids kind of have lightly dressed pasta with lots of Parmesan on top of it. And it's so good on top of like spinach or tossed with arugula. And it's like a really easy way to make veggies, especially kind of like bottom of the crisper drawer veggies. Yes, totally. taste Awesome. Didn't you make that recently
1: with Isaac, pink sauce? So your pink sauce trend, I think, started with a famous model who's not a food person. <laughs> oh, God. A full circle moment. A I full think full circle. circle. I think that maybe Wait, it started with it? The, the model Gigi Hadid. Okay. I think she was the first person. She was like, look at this delicious pasta sauce. And everyone was like, oh, my God. Yes. And it's it's pink. It's cute. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I didn't make the pink sauce. I wanted to make the pink sauce. And then I realized that the reason why I wanted to make the pink sauce was because I was craving vodka sauce. And then you pointed me to uh, Grossi Pelosi. Yeah, Dan Pelosi. Yeah. Yeah. His vodka sauce recipe. Which people are like
0: fanatical it's about like it's really a crazy good. thing okay it's okay, okay. really
1: good I'm putting it on my 2 do list okay. and it's really really simple the one thing is that like you do need a little bit of time like it has to cook down I think for like 20 minutes or something oh, that's but not it's terrible, not though. or yeah. maybe it was like 30 minutes yeah but the point is that it wasn't like a, a super quick the way the pink the viral pink sauce is yes but it was ridiculously good uh, the thing about Dan Pelosi's vodka sauce is that it has the most gorgeous velvety texture. Yes. Because he doesn't just say the way most of us are like, and save some of the pasta cooking water and like add enough to get the texture you want. He actually prescribes like, like how this much, much cooking water, yes. add it in. And then between that and the cook time, really allowing it to cook down and not rushing it makes a beautiful sauce that clings beautifully and is just so like velvety yes
0: okay we'll link to it in show notes as always but now i want to make that i'm putting it on my like end of year like how good would vodka sauce be for like a new year's eve cozy night i love that so good okay a trend i didn't try but you tried i feel like because we've talked about it
1: pesto eggs yes and it's really good, actually. I mean, it's a really simple idea. It's basically like throwing some pesto down in the pan. I think it works best with a nonstick pan. And then cracking the egg on top of it and letting them fry with the pesto underneath it so that the pesto actually like gets cooked into the egg and makes mm. that like part of the base. Homemade or jarred pesto? doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter. People okay. were using, I think, jarred. I used the fresh pack.
0: Oh yeah. Like Haven's kitchen makes a great pesto, yeah.
1: right? Yes. yes. Or even just like Whole Foods, a lot of supermarkets will just yes. make like their own pesto and like Trader they, Joe's. Yes, exactly. Yes, 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 yes. Um, But I've seen people do it with sun-dried tomato pesto and it occurred to me that I want to do that with my not just Ooh. pesto, which is a red pesto. I That's a that'd be really delicious. good idea. Yeah. yeah. We
0: have a special, like, as an aside, a limited edition creamy version of their not just yes, tomato sauce that they I do. I probably should order that today. Um, <laughs> okay. Your egg thing made me think of, and this is like a tiny bit of a spoiler. We have an episode coming about ramen because you've had a whole thing with ramen and TikTok and Isaac. We won't talk too much about it to give it away, but I love the trend of ramen being really cool again. Like not restaurant ramen, but like top ramen, like the cheap
1: yes. Yes. And like adding an egg or adding mayo. I love that it's such a like it's one of the most affordable things you can buy in the supermarket. Yes. That has so much possibility because you basically have really inexpensive noodles that are really I think great texture that are good, whether you serve them soupy or not soupy, right? And then you have that flavor packet, which you can use as much or as little of as possible, but you have built-in flavor. A lot yeah. of people using it and then adding mayo or eggs or, you know, hot sauce, but there's just so much versatility. So I'm actually super excited for that episode. I think it's, it's a great,
0: one. it's not to toot our own horn, but here we are. <laughs> we're here doing we are.
1: It. Ooh, I
0: want to ask you an on the spot question. Is there a food trend of your kitchen in 2021 that like maybe no one oh. else noticed, but you noticed and I'll jump right out and say microwave cooking was mine. Yes. Wait, I got, talk about like, that Really you got really into it. Into it. Well, in 2019, I think, or 2020, I wrote a story for parents magazine about microwave meals for families. And then one of my colleagues at kitchen actually moved to working for a company called any day that makes microwave safe cooking vessels that also work as like storage containers and are just awesome. And they sent me some to try. And I was like, Oh, yes, I forgot. Like, the microwave is awesome for like making sides, quick breakfast things. And I'm really excited to like, Keep doing that. I want to do a lot more baking in the microwave next year. Ooh, yeah. I'm so curious. They have any day has a like br- a peanut butter brownie situation that you microwave and it like gets pools of peanut butter and there's like chocolate chips and it is ridiculously good. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so what was a a tr- cooking trend in your house this? Gosh, year? I really don't
1: know. I wonder, do you have anything that you noticed? I mean, the only trend that I really can think of is having my teenager order his own food instead of (laughs) eating mine. I mean, it came home. We left him, his younger brother, Yeah, the one who needs a sitter at night more, was at a sleepover recently. And Isaac was home. Mike and I got home a little later than we expected, but we'd been in touch with him via text. But I kind of thought he'd be in bed by the time we got home. And when we got home, he was sitting on the living room floor watching college football really late at night with a whole McDonald's spread in front of him <laughs> <laughs> that he had gotten from Uber Eats. I was like, what's happening? I thought you'd be in bed. And no. there was so much food in the fridge too. Yeah.
0: No, like he of course, texted that's not me what he saying, wanted. I'm hungry.
1: And I was like, there's food in the fridge, but I was out. So like, I forgot about it. I left it. Yeah. Yeah. Figure it system.
0: out. Figure it out. I was like, okay, that is it though. Like
1: it the is trend
0: it. of your kitchen of your home life. And you've been doing a really good job of covering it more on Instagram. And we've just barely like hit the tip of the iceberg here. on didn't I just feed you is like, you're squarely feeding teens. Now you've like yeah. moved out of feeding kids and you're feeding teens, which is like, A whole other ball game. Yeah.
1: And I would say that has been, the trend is more about what I buy versus what I cook. Like I still cook the same more or less for family meals because I think part of what I've always tried to do is think about what Mike and I want to eat as much as the kids, but really actually more than the kids. Like I want it to be kid-friendly, but it's really like, what do he and I want to eat is- Always been like the main driver because I want Mike and I to feel like we've had a good, satisfying dinner, even when we're home, yes, um, and our kids come along for the ride, but I'm buying a lot more like I buy pizza poppers on the regular
0: yes, chicken nuggets that's chicken right,
1: right, Frozen chicken nuggets that was brand new for me this year. like my freezer has much more stuff for the kids to be able to do on their own. That's been my goal. Like, although I'm clearly failing because when Isaac was home alone and hungry, he ordered McDonald's, but <laughs> that was the hope that he would be able to like put something together himself. Any
0: other mood trends you want to talk about? Because you know what I'm going to go to next, right?
1: No, do it. I don't have any other food trends, but I think we hit the major notes.
0: Yes, right. We hit all our favorites. I'm actually going to
1: throw it to our community
0: because I want to know what was the best thing they ate in 2021 or like, honestly, the worst. I love to hear (laughs) horror stories. Maybe you cooked something and it went terribly or you tried something trendy and it was not great we want to know about it. Tell us by joining our community, or you can always send an email or leave a comment on Instagram where we are at. Didn't I just feed you?
1: You just need to find us any way you want to find us and we will be listening
0: and if you love hearing from us which we know you do sign up for our newsletter we promise to only email helpful info um, from new episodes to new finds every week find the link to sign up on our site or in our instagram bio
1: and last but never least don't forget to subscribe to Do i just need you wherever you get your podcasts and you know rate in review we love it <laughs> we love it a huge thank you to our editor samantha gatsik i'm megan And I'm Stacy. Don't hang up quite yet. We're going to finish off with a little blooper reel from 2021. And hey, happy new year, all y'all. Saucy sauces. Saucy sauces.
0: You don't have to hear us talk about reels because we talked about that last time. So we can just get into it. I already hit record and I'm going to hit get us off. It. I'm gonna get us off, is what <laughs> I just <says. laughs> And I was like,
1: do it. Go ahead. Here we are. To think about having to be planned in this very intentional way when it comes to eating kids, because I have to break for the dogs Sparky.
0: <laughs> oh, Dave. It might be something. It's like the meal time of day.
1: Oh, yeah. That's yeah. so cute. It's so like prototypical that Daisy's yes it's like, like on cue yes it's like yes man
0: <laughs> let's hear from our whatever that words wow okay yeah
1: we I got, got diminishing
0: it. returns here Bill. Let's, go. <laughs> let's do it let's do it let's do my it my brain is powering down